Jenny Toe is a qualified lawyer in the UK, Singapore, and Malaysia with more than 24 years experience. As a coach, now Jen's coaching experience includes coaching professionals working in the legal industry, in banking and finance, in energy sectors, and entrepreneurs. Today with us on Never Ever Give Up Hope, she is going to share her coaching process by drawing an analogy of a river. Oh, I love this, Jenny. An analogy of a river where the river source symbolizes your values and your life's direction. You are not going to want to miss this interview today. And I know many of you are going to relate to the different things that Jenny is going to share with us. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Happy to have you with us today, and welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Thank you for having me, Carol. So you have quite the career and quite the career change. So my first question to you today is, why did you leave your career of 24 years as a lawyer to become a certified coach? Good question. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there are days when I ask myself that why as well. <laughs> So um, I, I am a lawyer. Uh, I still do some legal consulting work uh, on the side uh, because it's so much a part of me. Like you said, it's uh, it's been with me for so long. So it, um, it's hard to just give it up. And I still find it intellectually uh, challenging for me. Uh-huh. The reason why I went into coaching is more of a heart-driven uh, passion. Um, I'm a Christian and I believe that uh, this is what God is calling me into in this phase of my life. Although I was probably called back in 2015, I ignored it because the rational, practical mind says, you know, are you crazy? You've got a steady job. Uh, I also have a family of three kids. So, you know, you you really don't want to rock the boat at that time. Uh, You just want to keep it stable, keep it in your comfort zone. Um, so you could say that I ignored that calling for the longest time. And it was only maybe around um, December 2018 that I felt really uncomfortable. Every time, you know, an inkling of coaching came up in my mind, yeah. I couldn't push it away. It's as though that, you know, something's not quite right. And that, that's what I wrote on my website. Something's missing. You know, my life was mm-hmm. going really well, but it just felt empty in a way it just felt like something was missing so with a lot of uh, discussion with my husband and prayer um, I decided to train as a coach 
So given my background in law, uh, you know, it has a proper degree that you study for many right. years and then you get qualified and you get called to the bar and then you have to adhere to uh, high uh, standards and ethics. Then when I looked at the coaching profession, there isn't something like that. So I felt a yeah. bit funny about it. Uh, but I made it a point to do my research um, and I decided that, okay, if I want to train as a coach, I want to train it right. So Carol, you've seen a lot of ads in social media which says train to be a coach in like five right. hours, right? right. <laughs> for, for, okay. for $23.99. So that's not what I did. It just didn't sound right. So I trained with an Australian school. Uh, they were doing it uh, virtually even before COVID. And it's a year-long program. At the end of oh, it, wow. um, I registered as a credential coach with International Coaching Federation, which is still, uh, it is a global organization, but they don't mandate that coaches uh, be credential. But it's a personal choice that I make. And they have, you know, they put you through stringent uh, coaching training and mentoring and supervision and there's a lot of uh, learning and development even now and of course uh, carol there's a high standard of ethics <laughs> which now you can see the trend right right so i'm I, kidding so, yeah so I, I feel assured in that sense and i also feel that you know if i want to provide a service to my clients i want to ensure that they get the best stuff right carol you don't want someone who comes to you and then you give them mediocre uh, service. So so that's where I stand from, from the, the level of integrity. So uh, lawyering is, is intellectually stimulating for me. Uh, coaching, I find that it is my purpose and I really get passionate about it. So I coach people in the States during my nighttime, you know, after dinner, before I put my girls to bed. <laughs> that's that hour where I coach mm. uh, my clients. So you can see how devoted I am to my business. So let's back up a little bit because sure. you raised an, a question that I think other people may have in the back of their minds as well. Walk me through a why it is better to go this route and what are the precautions or the challenges maybe for an individual who doesn't go this route? I mean, how do they know they're getting good coaching? What's the criteria? So um, the ICF, the International Coaching Federation definition of coaching is basically a partnership or a collaboration between the coach and the client to enable the client to discover his or her uh, full potential. So as you can see, it's a partnership. So Carol, uh, I'm oh, not okay. saying I'm better at you in any sense. So that that um, hierarchical difference like um, you know I'm better than you that usually comes in a mentoring relationship because you would be mentored by someone who's gone ahead mm. of you in mm -hmm. your career so I always draw the distinction between mentoring and coaching yes they both help you uh, mentoring is you know like Carol you're telling me what you do for your business and I learn from you coaching I don't tell you what you should do for your business I'm more of your accountability partner or some people use me as their sounding board their thinking partner and we create this safe space because I'm not in your life Carol uh, we create this safe space so you can openly come and tell me you know what what you're thinking without being judged that's that's the crucial thing mm. without being judged and you feel safe because you know I really listen and I listen to what is being said, what is not said, and I sense right. what's going on. So we dive into your limiting beliefs, your values, and your perspectives. And in uh, the proper coach training, we're taught you know, how to listen, 
to go to this deeper level listening and also how to challenge the client's assumptions, not in a harmful way, but basically sometimes that we have blind spots and we just don't want to see because it's not nice seeing. So the coach opens, allows the client to open up and when they open up, they'll gain this insight and awareness. And once you have that insight and awareness, you don't go back. You don't go back to how things were. That's oh, how okay. you move forward. Yeah. So uh, I also want to draw a distinction between coaching and counseling because I do coach clients who are seeing a therapist. That's perfectly fine. What we ask of the client is make sure your therapist knows you're seeing a coach and make sure your coach knows that you're seeing a therapist because at the end of the day, mm. we're both helping you, Carol. It's one person, right? So what you bring to the therapy session will come up in the coaching session. So we want to ensure that we help you in, in the best way possible. Again, counseling is helping you get over past emotional hurt or trauma or more uh, deep-seated emotional issues coaching we do explore things like that however we don't dwell there too long we um, get you to recognize it recognize that you are also seeking help from a therapist and then move forward with um, that clarity on, on how to you know um, achieve your goals, um, get to a better place. So a lot of times my clients come to me, they're already in a good place. They just want to get better. So if I'm hearing you correctly, uh, counseling is more about dealing with your past and coaching is more about dealing with your future. Yes, and also appreciating what you have in the present day because a lot of times we get ahead of ourselves, we plan and then we don't enjoy what's happening right now. So a lot of uh, the women who my coach are high achievers and they find that, you know, they're always striving to be better, striving for the next goal. And I ask them, you know, have you really set out to celebrate your current successes? Mm. And a lot of times uh, it's not something they do and they don't see the need to. But it is that time when you sit down to celebrate the successes that it just makes life more meaningful. And I'm not talking about big successes. I mean, the fact that you hold a job and you're able to come home and spend time with your family, right, that right. in itself is a success. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good clarification. Now, tell us about, uh, you are a facilitator for the ICF Singapore Peer Coaching Community of Practice. What does that entail? Yes, I did that for the whole year last year. I have uh, since stepped down uh, due to other projects. But what happened in, in that community of practice for peer coaches is, uh, as I've mentioned earlier, uh, being an ICF credential coach, there is an ongoing learning and development. So I facilitated facilitated this uh, community of practice to enable coaches to come together to discuss uh, their challenges that they face and to have this space to brainstorm certain uh, issues that they experience in coaching sessions without uh, divulging you know any personal client information uh -huh. because uh, you know confidentiality is key here so we could say that oh you know I, I had a client and I had difficulty listening because I was thinking of you know what I would do in that situation because Carol at the end of the day, we're all human. So if you tell me something, I would have judgment about it. But being mm -hmm. a trained coach, we know how to let go of that judgment. And oh, we know that... Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Keep going. Yeah. So we know how to let go of that judgment. So this community of practice will uh, discuss issues like this. Sometimes we'll role play. We'll get the coach to be the client and, and role play, you know, what... Uh, 
you know, the client would say, and then we help each other possibly give advice. So it's a very safe environment for learning and for growth. And uh, it's been a privilege to uh, facilitate that for one year. Uh, I am thinking whether I should go back, but as you know, we only have 24 hours a day. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I will probably still do something for ICS Singapore because I volunteer pro bono as well. Every time they have an initiative, whether at the universities or women's group, which I'm very passionate about, I will lend uh, my hours there and I commit usually to six free coaching sessions for those people who, who come to this uh, pro bono initiative. It's just to get people to know what coaching is about because there's a lot of uh, need for education in, in this regard. Jen, you are also a Christian mentor in GBN Marketplace Ministry and a mentor for Mentor Ministry. Can you tell us about that? Yes, so um, GBN Ministry uh, is business ministry is here in Singapore, and the Mental Ministry is a global um, initiative, and uh, that's US based. So I'm an online mentor in in that regard, and I mentor mainly through messaging. So again, that that is on a pro bono basis. As for GBN, we uh, do have face to face interactions with the mentee, and typically it's a situation where we share our experiences as Christian entrepreneurs or Christian professionals in the marketplace to a mentee and a mentee's issue is usually oh you know I feel a bit lost I don't know what to do with my business I am a Christian and, and yet I feel all this tension and struggle and um, the aim is to encourage our mentees to see their lives holistically you are a Christian you are an entrepreneur you are a person in the marketplace uh, you don't distinguish it so you don't take off your entrepreneurship hat when you go to church and you don't take off your Christian hat when you are running your business. It's to live life authentically as who you are. So again, mentoring, we share our experiences. Whereas in coaching, if I were to coach a Christian entrepreneur, I will not be, my, my first instance will not be to share my experience, is to discover uh-huh, what that uh-huh. person needs. And a lot of times if that person asks me, okay, Jenny, what will you do in my shoes? Um, I will take a step back and I will ask that question, uh, you know, what I do is may not be relevant for you. So what, what do you need to know here for yourself? So in coaching, I always believe that the client has the full resources to find the solution. It's just that sometimes we're blindsided, sometimes we're just overwhelmed. So coaching really provides that space for you to think clearly. All right. We're going to take just a very short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, I think this is your passion, which is river life coaching and how you can help us, how you can help the audience today and what you have to offer. We'll be right back. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another. Gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering, or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. Been really interesting, definitely enlightening, 
and also stimulating because what you are sharing in essentially how to look for a coach even though you're not saying that but but that really is the message that I'm getting and you've made such a fine distinction and I, I appreciate that so much and we talked a little bit about mentoring too and the distinction there so thank you for making those and sharing those distinctions now we're going to talk about your passion which is river life coaching first of all where did it get its name and please share how that affects us Okay, thanks, thanks, Carol. And yes, it is indeed my passion. I remembered that when I was training as a coach, my youngest daughter, who was, let me see, seven, then she asked me this question, uh, Mommy, do you love coaching more than me? <laughs> it did hit me because I was spending so much time in it. Of course, I assured her that I love her. At the same time, I think it's a healthy example for me to show her that, yes, you know, as a woman, you can pursue your passions and still be, you know, a very present mom. And I, I think that. I, I'm setting a good example for her. So to answer your question, I came up with the idea of river life coaching during my coach training itself. We were told to write a paper on our coaching process or model. And a lot of my friends did uh, you know, quite a trendy thing, which is to summarize the process in an uh, acronym. And I didn't want to do that, you know, because I don't know, somehow it just didn't resonate with me. So I did spend some time reflecting and praying. And uh, as you know, in the Bible, the, the word river comes up a lot. So okay. I was inspired by it. And I thought, okay, how can the coaching process be like a river? So I reflected that. I, I did a bit of research on an actual, how a river actually works. So I used that as oh, an analogy to life. Yeah. So, so the river source is where the river flows. So to us in our life, the river source is our core values and beliefs. And from there, your life's river will flow. It will take that direction based on you know, your river source. And then a lot of us, uh, we want our rivers to flow smoothly and calmly, you know, watering the banks and reaching life around us. And that's ideally a full and rich life. Unfortunately, our river tends to meander. Uh, it will hit rocks. It will. There will be periods where it's very shallow. There will be periods where it's like, you know, rapids. Um, so I coach people through their respective rivers and to see how they can eventually have the river flow smoothly until it reaches you know, the river delta, which is the ocean, and that is our legacy. So I do ask the legacy question a lot to my clients, and some of my clients are much younger than me, and, and they say, Jenny, you know, I've never thought about legacy because you know, I'm so young, I'm so uh, enthusiastic about life. Then I'm saying legacy doesn't mean to say that you're going to die. It's okay. just that point when you reflect, you know, what is my life all about and what do I want my life to mean and uh, how am I impacting the people uh, around me? So that's that's basically my uh, coaching process. So I, I love it and that's why I named my company after it. Yes, so I have uh, the signature program, which is basically taking you through this process and identifying what are your bigger goals and ultimately what's your purpose. Uh, so that, that will take a six-month commitment. I also have um, this program called Introverted Visibility because I'm an introvert, Carol, and I noticed that um, it's there are a lot of people nowadays facing issues on how to be more visible at the workplace 
place and how to be authentic because a lot of introverts tell me that I, if I want to be visible, I feel inauthentic. I feel that I have to put up a front. So I coach them to discover what their strengths are and how to show up authentically because introverts are great at building relationships. It's just that we tend to do it more one-to-one, a bit more personal. We don't talk that much in meetings. So it's to, to shift your thinking about networking and you know making an impact and communicating so i also coach people on that and there are clients who come to me more for you know a faster solution i'm not saying that it's a quick fix but you could have a specific goal like uh, you know someone needs to make a career transition or wants to seek a promotion so that's more targeted so i offer the stream uh, coaching program which is about you know three to five sessions it's customized to your specific goal yeah Oh, excellent. And maybe give us a little idea of some of the things that you do address. Okay, so I've touched a bit about career transition, career goals. There is also a lot on um, work-life integration. I mean, people used to say work-life balance, but everything in our life seems imbalanced nowadays, especially if you're working from home. So it's more on how to integrate life into work and work into life. And uh, I also coach uh, parents of young children because they find that working from home, they may be physically present, but they're not really present with their children and it does affect them. Um, Another big theme is diversity and inclusion. I'm not saying it because it's trendy. I'm saying it because it's very real in in people's lives now, especially if you're uh, working remotely and if you're being onboarded to a new organization. It's all done virtually or remotely. How do you connect with your manager? How do you deal with your own uh, perspectives while not really knowing who your manager and team members are? That's interesting because I think that is definitely an issue in uh, a lot of organizations and a lot of people who are doing what you're doing as well. So hence you saw a need and you're filling that need. You said on your website that you help people gain in-depth awareness and clarity of their values and beliefs. Could you expound a little bit more on that? Uh, Sure, Carol. So when I coach people and ask them what Uh, what do you think your values are? A lot of times they will hem and haw because they're not too sure and they will say that, oh yeah, you know, I've been told that I'm a good strategist, I can problem solve. So those are your strengths and attributes at the workplace. They're not really your values. So what I do with my clients is uh, direct them to this uh, website. Uh, It's a positive psychology website. Um, It's called uh, Values in Action and there is a survey there and what it will give you is your top five uh, core or character strengths. So it's simple words like uh, humility, integrity, justice. So, so my, my strength is currently gratitude. That's my top strength. And I've done this assessment um, at least four times over a period of six years. My top five strengths have always been the same. It's just that sometimes they, they move in terms of uh, moving from number one to number three. So right now, the one that I did recently, gratitude has come up at the top. And what that means, Carol, is that everything I view in life, I I view it from a position of gratitude. So I'm not saying that I am taking this Pollyanna approach and saying that life is good all the time. Uh Even though Uh there are difficulties, I tell myself, what can I learn from this? And what what lesson? Yes, yes. Yeah. 
And what lesson is it there for you Mm -hmm. to grow into? So if I'm with a difficult person, I will ask God, okay, what what do you want me to learn (laughs) from here? Is it patience? Is it empathy? A lot of times is letting go of selfishness. So I I ask my clients to do that and it's free and I can give you the link, Carol, so you can put it in your show show notes. And um, it's a very good starting point because then they'll tell me that, oh, I knew that all along. It's just that it has helped me articulate it. And a lot of times, if you're living life not aligned with your values, you get this something is missing feeling. It's okay. like something's not quite right. So it's a very good sense. It's like your compass. It doesn't solve all your problems, but it's a compass to give you direction, to give you the sense of purpose. Now, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience that possibly we didn't cover already? Just believe that you are at this phase in your life right now for a reason. A lot of times we are thinking, oh, you know, if only the pandemic could be over, then my life would begin. No, I, I started my business during the peak of the pandemic. So, and I'm sure, Carol, you did a lot of things during yes, the pandemic. Yes, exactly. So if, if you wait and, and say, you know, life will get better, then you're missing out on a lot of things. So one encouragement I'll give to your listeners is take stock of what you have right now. Um, see what you can do with it out of the mess that we're all in. And and if you if, if it helps, see who is that one person you can touch and you can impact. So I often look at my daughters and I say, okay, what what can I do to impact them, you know, to, to leave you know a good example to them or to my clients, how can I help them in this point of time in their life? So it's being present and it's being grateful for what you have. I'm not saying that, you know, ignore the difficulties. The difficulties are there. But again, it's there for a reason, and hopefully it's there only for a season in your life. I'm glad you said that, and, and I think that a lot of people are beginning to realize that. To stop making excuses and to use what could be a setback as a stepping stone. That's what I'm hearing you saying, and that's what I'm hearing a lot of the people that I'm interviewing now are giving that same message. You know, we were all thrown into this and literally thrown into it. <laughs> And now we're learning to live with it rather than whining and moaning about that we're still in this position. Do you want to expound a little bit on that? Well, I'm glad it it resonates with you. And I also want to say that, okay, on some instances, it's okay to whine and moan because (laughs) we are only human. And I that's think, true uh, the, the whole idea of being authentic is you know if you keep saying that you know i'm fine i'm fine then you're not being authentic so oh, yes, there's a lot yes, yes. more recognition now in the workplace as well to say that it's okay not to be okay i know it's a it's a trendy hashtag but uh, there is significance in that to admit that it's okay not to be okay uh, I mean, just yesterday I shared with a good friend, I told her that I think I'm languishing today <laughs> because, you know, out of nowhere, I just feel that, oh, you know, it's is this what life is all about? So even me as a coach, even me as being so self-aware, I do go periods where it does feel a bit low and it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine as well. So I think the main thing is acknowledge your emotions, recognize your emotions, however, know that your emotions do not make who you are. I think sometimes we mistake that because we say that, oh, I'm anxious and therefore I'm an anxious person. You're not an anxious person. You're just going through some anxiety. And by recognizing that the emotion is not you, you're able then to kind of look at it more objectively and say, okay, I'm anxious. What's causing this anxiety? Can I reach to someone for help? 
can I call you Carol if I need to talk to you? You know, things things like right, that. Rather right. than say, I'm anxious, I'm anxious, there's no hope, I can't do anything about it. So it's recognizing emotions are not who you are. And also I know it sounds a bit cliche, you do need to take care of yourself. So sometimes, you know, if we are working all the time from home, you don't take a break. I've coached clients to say that, you know, I, I work during dinner, I work after dinner, I work before bedtime. Uh-huh. So there's really no boundaries. So actually, one self-care approach would be to know when to shut down your laptop and not to look at it again, you know, once you've closed it. Yeah. I think a key word here would be balance, correct? Yes. Yes. And I appreciate what you also, what you said about boundaries because I learned that oh, maybe three years ago and what a difference it's made. My phone goes off, my computer goes off, and my evenings are with my family. And if somebody needs to contact me, I mean, they can if it's an emergency. But is that what you're saying? Set your own boundaries. Yes, set your own boundaries. And, and if you are very productive at night, okay, that's that's your prerogative. Okay, but at the, okay. same, at the same time, you know, sleep is important. Yes, exactly. But it is balance, right? I mean, however we choose to draw those boundary lines, we are still drawing those lines. Am I correct in hearing you there? It's also, yes, and it's also recognizing what your priorities are. So what are your non-negotiables? So for me, definitely uh, family, definitely time with God, okay, definitely okay. my business. So those are big buckets. So once you know what your priorities are and you know that they are not your non-negotiable, so schedule time yes. to make sure that happens. Then, of course, you know everything else that comes your, in your way, you can slot them in between or you could say, oh, I don't need to look at this today because you know what your priorities are. Right. Oh, thank you for clarifying that. You said that so well. Thank you. Thank you. That was wonderful. Well, this, again, I appreciate you sharing what you did today. There are so many things to think about. I think we need to listen to this interview at least two times and definitely to connect with Jenny on her website. And in the show notes, there's going to be a link that, as she just shared, about Values in Action Survey. So we have that as well. And her services are available from her website. You can connect with her, follow her. And I hope that you were encouraged today. And thank you so much, Jenny, for being on Never, Ever Give Up Hope. Thank you, Carol. Thank you for listening to Never, Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.